I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to the... Go- That's nearly the wrong show then. The Arsenal. Hey, hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. It's one of those mornings. It's just chaotic. I've had tech issues. We've had login issues. It's one where your brain just scrambled. But uh, we're here now to have a chat uh, this morning. I'm joined by Charlie. How do you do, mate? You good, Joel? Yeah, not too bad. Thank you. You on this uh, on this uh, tough morning so far? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, hopefully, it's going to go without a hitch. But uh uh, hopefully the mic's going to hold up for now, and uh, and everything will be fine. But uh, yeah, we've had some issues recently, but hopefully they're going to be sorted very very soon. Uh, good morning to those joining us in the chat box. Thank you everybody for joining us. You can see Pee Marcus, System Matter, uh, training with Zion, Terry uh, in the chat. Thank you everyone for joining us. Very much appreciate your time. Uh, it is now the international break, Charlie. Any tips for fans of how to get through it? <laughs> Do I mean just? follow Saka, Ramsdale, all of that lot, just kind of hope that they do well, really. Obviously, Nketiah's been called up. It'll be his first cap if he actually gets a a bit of game time. So, I guess just hope for the Arsenal boys to do well, because obviously we all know that the international break isn't the uh, most entertaining of of sorts, especially when the Premier League's only four games into the season. You would have hoped that it would have kind of gone on a little bit longer before we get a little bit of a break but that's just how it is and yeah I guess just just hope for the Arsenal boys to do well yeah absolutely uh I, I think get out play golf uh, is always a good <laughs> bit of advice for me um as best you can uh obviously have have more to life than just Arsenal whilst keeping a firm grip on your, of your love of it as well it's always good to make sure that this isn't the only thing going on in your world <laughs> But uh, we are grateful that it is certainly part of it and that you're here listening to the show now. Do drop a like on the video, of course. Subscribe to the channel. If you're new, drop a like on the video and all that lovely stuff. Um, we've got some things to discuss. Uh, transfers still is indeed part of the uh, the format because the window is not closed in other nations like Turkey and Belgium and, of course, Saudi Arabia as well. And Nicolas Pepe is the focus of plenty of talk over the last 24 hours, supposedly Arsenal could be in line to get, you know, a couple of million quid potentially from a sale. There's suggestions he's in talks with Al-Shabaab in uh, in Saudi Arabia. That's according to the Secret Scout. We've also seen reports that uh, Besiktas in Turkey are also interested. Is two million quid enough for you, Charlie? <laughs> uh, I think, to be fair, with how kind of 
with how it's been going and the fact that we were going to, there was possibility that we were going to be terminated, terminating his contract. I mean, at this point, I'd take anything for him. Obviously, two million does seem a bit like pennies, especially after him being our record fee at the time was 72 million, which seems ridiculous now. Uh, especially with the fact that if he does go for two million pounds, the the loss on him would be ridiculous. But yeah, as as I say, I think it, I'm glad that we're kind of getting anything for him at the moment because obviously terminate his contract, we'd actually have to pay out a little bit. So obviously, in this point, we'd be we'd be gaining some money and hopefully kind of putting some money towards further just improvements in terms of possibly the transfer window, just everything around the club. So really, obviously, it's a it's a it's a good thing that we're getting something for him, but it's it's just oh, yeah. Heard me then. I'm back in control. <laughs> I have control now. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's uh, yeah. It, I'm glad that we're getting something for him if he does uh, go for that two million. Uh, and to be fair, obviously, I, I well, I would I would be happy to to move him on, and I'd be I'd be happy to kind of get his wages off the off the bill as well. So yeah, it's just a whole there's a whole load of things that will be a positive if he kind of leaves our roster. Yeah, I, I think uh, it's also worth pointing out that getting him off the books would save Arsenal close to 10 million in total because the two million fee added to his wages, you know, gets a significant amount of money close to 10 million off that. He's on around I think about 7.9 million a year uh in terms of his wage now. So you know that would be obviously very very good for Arsenal to save that, put that to put put that toward anything else they might want in in January. You know, freeze up some wages potentially for another bit of recruitment, which is obviously a positive thing. Uh, Thomas Partey, of course, we've we've heard about his injury being confirmed. There's reports that he could be out until after the October international break, which means there should be scope for a player like Jorginho to get some minutes in the Champions League and the Carabao Cup in you know rotational parts of the Premier League games as well. However, that hasn't stopped. Links from emerging reporting that he might be of interest to Fenerbahce in Turkey. It would be mad to let Jorginho go, Charlie, surely? I completely agree, especially with the fact that Jorginho is out for, as we said yesterday, possibly several weeks. Uh, so a couple of months there, possibly. And with the Champions League coming up and not many players in our team that have experience in, in the best stage in the world, essentially, how yeah. how kind of like how good that experience would be for Arsenal and how positive that would be in the kind of just everything. He's a, he's also a leader behind the behind doors as well in the dressing room. We've I think I've seen some interviews with players that said that he is uh, that he actually adds a lot to the Arsenal kind of group, the Arsenal squad. That he because of his experience, because of his age, he's been there, he's done that, he's won some trophies. He's obviously won the Champions League. He he knows what it's like to be there, and I think someone like him would be. It would be stupid to let him go. Someone like him, as I say, especially with Partey's injury. So if God forbid something does happen to Declan Rice, we then do have Jorginho as a backup if something does happen. So yeah, I don't think that there should be any kind of. I don't think we should let Jorginho go. I think the only t- reason that we would let him go is if we do get a replacement, but that would have to be obviously in January or next summer. And I think that that personally should be the only time or the only way that we'd be able to let someone like that go. I, I don't think that anything 
good will come out of this for Arsenal if he does go to Fenerbahce. Maybe maybe we'd get a couple of million for him. But yeah, I don't think anything really comes... I don't think anything's really that good for Arsenal, especially with how young our squad is. Obviously, uh, we're one of the youngest squads in the Premier League. And I mean, after the experience that we've had last season uh, in the in the Premier League, yes, I know that we've we, we've kind of it's been a learning curve for Arsenal. But that's that's not the same as being in the Champions League. That's not the same as being coming up against the the best teams in the world, essentially. Um, so any experience in that area will be welcome at Arsenal, really. So if we lose that. I think it could it could essentially be detrimental. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I, I agree. I think losing any further depth in the midfield is, is potentially catastrophic for Arsenal and it would make absolutely no sense for us to do that. I would be fuming if they sanction a potential exit of Jorginho. Um, he's got less than a year left on his contract. We do have a year, of course, to option in that deal that we could extend to next season if we wanted to. Um, and it might make sense to do that even if it, he still leaves. You could get a fee for him potentially in that window. We got, you know, we paid 12 million with him only having, I think, a year left on his deal with Chelsea. So I think it makes a lot of sense for Arsenal to do that deal if they can. Um, and yeah, I think he's an asset to the team. I think he's a really top player, actually. You know, it's not like having some depth that we've had in the past, like, you know, with all respect to El Nene, you know, he's significantly better than, than El Nene and, and offers you a lot more than, than he does. So I know people aren't, weren't the biggest fan of that deal when it happened. But what I would say is that, you know, um, what I would say is that we are in a position where we can't afford to let him leave. Um, and that would be really important. Um, in terms of then kind of the debate surrounding that midfield and seeing who should be playing uh, alongside uh, Declan Rice and Martin Odegaard. Kai Havertz, of course, had his performance <laughs> against Man United. I say performance. It, was, it wasn't the best uh, in the world. And I think that there was a very, a very small percentage of people that were you know, relatively okay with what he did. I've had a few people try and leave comments and tweets and things at me saying that they didn't think he was too bad and things like that. And he only had a couple of really high-profile bad moments, but I can't justify really anything from that display, to be honest. Um, and Vieira comes on again. He now has three assists in two substitute appearances, rather incredibly. Uh, he has one, I think he only behind Trossard and Saka in terms of assists since he signed. No other player other than those two has more assists than him since he signed. Believe Jeez. that or not. Yeah. So that's 
quite an interesting statistic that people don't really realize. So, yeah, more assists than Martinelli since he signed, more assists than Odegaard since he signed. Um, he has delivered uh, at times and maybe has gone under the radar a little bit for his contributions. Of course, those contributions have come in maybe some less high-profile games like Europa League fixtures and stuff, but he is still now in the Premier League having a really important impact on games. So the next game after the international break is Everton away. Does Vieira come in for Havertz for you? Uh, it, is it is actually really tough for me because Havertz, I do agree with you. There are points to his game that, well, personally anyway, that there, there are points to his game that I that I can see why Arteta's put him in the squad, what, what he possibly sees, but he hasn't really had anything to completely justify why he's starting, whereas Vieira has. However, I have said in a couple of, I, I think I said it in the agenda, I think I said it in a match reaction as well. Vieira, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Vieira is more of a player that is that is better off the bench because I've said that he he's agile, he's quick, he's very good on the ball, and with fresh legs uh, in a tired in a in a game that players are tired could add something to Arsenal's game, and it obviously has against Fulham. Uh, against Fulham, he's done it against obviously uh, Man U yesterday as well. So, yeah, I can't fault him really this season anyway. And I, I completely agree with you. It has gone under the radar. The fact that he's he's got the third most assists since his signing for Arsenal, I think that's incredible. I've, I had no idea about that whatsoever. I literally think last uh, at the end of last season, I said to Umar that he was, the, that he was our worst player of the season because I genuinely did think that this season, so far, he's proved me wrong. He's kind of kind of had a resurgence he's he's done so well for Arsenal so far when he's come on he's made an impact but maybe he is that player that is just an impact player that comes on later on in the game that makes something happen maybe that's just what he is obviously the only way that we're going to see that is if he does start so that obviously adds that extra debate there so I think I think with Vieira because he's he's very well, when he when he was joining Arsenal, there was all that talk about how kind of how much of a variety he had to his game, how 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 well he can play on the right, he can play on the left, he can play midfield. I think he don't quote me on it. If I remember correctly, he even played. It might have even been left back at one point for 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 Porto. So there's even that to his game. But whereas Havertz, he is. He's obviously not as quick. He he obviously adds a a bit to a, a target man. He's tall. He's he's quite physical. He's definitely more physical than Vieira. But I've also seen that he doesn't make many runs. Havertz. He doesn't he doesn't make the runs that need to be made. He doesn't drop off when he needs to drop off. He just kind of it seems like he drags players along with him, which obviously does make room for a player to cut in like Martinelli. But I think the chemistry between Vieira and Martinelli, I wouldn't be surprised whether that adds something to Arsenal. The fact that they are essentially like brothers, they're, 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 they're almost in love with each other. They're, they're so close to each other. And I think that that chemistry could help Arsenal a lot. So maybe in a, in a game like Everton, where it is at Goodison Park, where we find it very, very difficult, you never know, that chemistry between those two players may come in handy. 
But maybe in the Premier League, obviously Havertz does have a bit more experience and he knows what it's like to play at Goodison Park. Obviously, as I've said, he hasn't really kind of proved to us why he's been valued at £65 million. He hasn't done that yet. But maybe in a difficult game like Everton, maybe he should start. We can see what he can do because Vieira, obviously, he hasn't had that experience at Goodison Park, which is a very tough uh, place to play, especially for Arsenal. So maybe next game, I would say Havertz to start and then bring Vieira on, depending on how well Havertz does then. Maybe Vieira, because obviously, well, and if we bring Vieira on, obviously against uh, Everton, maybe I'd then say, maybe switch it up a little bit, see what Vieira can do when he's starting and then kind of try and switch it up. Maybe if Vieira doesn't do too well, or even if he does, just bring Havertz on, see what he can do kind of thing. So I think against Everton, I'd say stick with Havertz, but then if some if nothing comes of it, whatever, I think just give Vieira a chance if he does prove himself again against Everton. Because if he's proven himself against Fulham and against Man U, as you say, he's provided three assists in two games. The he's earned it essentially. He's earned that start. Whereas Havertz, I mean, people are talking about 007, aren't they? But that that's the that's the deal with Havertz at the moment, what's going on with him, I'd say give Vieira a chance after Everton, depending on how Havertz does and how well what the game is after Everton. Spurs. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? I mean, I think that Everton's obviously a good game either way. I think if he starts, it's a good game for him to start. And if he doesn't start, it's a good game to come on in. Um, I personally think I'd swap him out for Vieira. I think, you know, protect the player a little bit, allow him to build up that reputation gradually from the bench now. Uh, you can come on as a centre forward if you need him to as well, you know, be that target man in certain games and come off the bench and be like a physical presence in the box late on if you need to try and grab a goal. So I think, or rather, you know, vertical presence more even more than physical. But yeah, I think that something has to give here. I'm worried that Arteta will lean on him and he'll become something like a like a Nicolas Pepe-esque type thing that we've committed so much money to that, you know, then you're kind of shoehorned into try and playing him. Whereas I don't think Arteta is shoehorning him personally. I do think he can play that role. I just think he's lacking so much confidence that it's, it's just like a, an awful situation he finds himself in. So, yeah, tricky. Very tricky. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I personally would... Would make the change. Um, let's go into the chat box quickly. Yeah, Temi says is Havertz the new Pepe. I don't think so. And he suggests why not using Smith Rowe against Everton. Smith Rowe has not been getting too many minutes at all of late. Hasn't played any minutes, I don't think, so far this Premier League season, actually. So I would like to see Smith Rowe being given more opportunities. I just don't think those opportunities have arisen so far. You know, the Fulham game, you could argue we could have brought him on, but Vieira came on, obviously got us that really important goal. Um, the Man United game, you know, we didn't even bring Trossard on in that game. You know, we brought mm. Reese Nelson on in that game. So, and I thought Nelson was excellent, to be honest, when he came he off the bench. He was really good. So, I think, you know, these players are coming off the bench and, and taking chances. Trossard did start the game. 
against Fulham uh, and didn't look too great. So, you know, there's that to consider. Um, Chris says, remember when you all hated Granite until then you didn't. And I don't think that's fair to say everybody, because uh, certainly <laughs> I didn't hate Granite at any point, What's you know, whatever. But I had my doubts about him and whether or not it was the right for him to continue. I always had empathy for that situation. Um, and Edris says, nobody hated Granite Xhaka. The issue then was the player he was playing with was below par. Just imagine if he had had Partey, Rice and Xhaka for that midfield. Uh, Xhaka could have taken it to another level, maybe, if he'd have had those players around him. Uh, Sharif says uh, Kai Havertz has to score and assists, uh, and two million is not enough for Nicolas Pepe, to be honest. It's not, but I don't know if you're ever going to get any more from anyone. Exactly. I don't know how anyone's, why anyone's going to pay any more. You know, that's the issue that we've got with the Nicolas Pepe thing, is that it's the same as the Balogun situation. The market dictates the price. So even though we might want more, Sally doesn't mean you're going to get more. Yeah. But uh, slightly shorter show this morning. Uh, Charlie, any final thoughts? Anything you think we've missed before we wrap up? Uh, I wouldn't say there's anything that we've missed. I think just we've got to look forward to, to the Premier League return after the international break, really. Mm, yeah, I, I, I just think that that win against Man United was so important before this break. Like To have to linger on that result. Imagine, imagine being a Man United fan or staff member, or player, and lingering on that result yeah. for two weeks. thats That takes its toll. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm so glad that we managed to turn that one around because it would have been horrific if it would have been the other way. And it so very nearly was if it wasn't for Gabriel pulling off a, a Michael Jackson kind of stance <laughs> to uh, <laughs> no, yeah. our side. I saw a poorly drawn Arsenal did a brilliant picture of that. Uh, if you've not seen it, I recommend you go and check it out uh, but thank you to everyone joining us in the chat box charlie thank you to you for jumping on mate thank you for having me and once again thank you to everyone watching and of course listening mm, indeed uh, thank you everyone for listening do drop a like subscribe all that usual good stuff help us on our way to what did we manage to hit 93 yesterday we did <laughs> hit 93 yesterday yeah. The momentum never stops. Less than 7,000 away now from that 100K milestone. Thank you, everybody that is continuing to show the love and support to everybody here. It means the absolute world. Thank you. We will see you again very soon. Have a great day. And as always, keep following us down the Arsenal way.